Welcome to the Run Better Podcast from Snackable Inspirations, where we talk to business leaders about employee engagement, experience, and motivation. For show notes and bonus content, visit snackableinspirations.com forward slash podcast. And remember, corporate learning and communications should not feel like work. If you want to truly engage your employees and create a measurable impact, share bite-sized videos made by people they want to hear from. If you'd like to learn how to do this for your business, get in touch with us at Snackable Inspirations. All right, let's get started. Laura, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate you taking the time. And I'd love to talk to you about uh, employee engagement and some of your insights. But just to get us started, if uh, you wouldn't mind giving us a brief introduction about uh, what you're doing, your company, and uh, how you got started with employee engagement, that'd be great. Um, my name's Laura Rainey. I work in internal communications currently at Puppet, which is a global technology company. We are headquartered in Portland, Oregon. We have offices um, worldwide and employees spread across the globe. So it's really, it's really a privilege to get to work with so many different folks across the organization. I started out in HR at Alaska Airlines and um, developed the internal communications function there from the ground up, was there for about 11 years, and then relocated from Seattle, Washington to Portland, Oregon for my current role. So have been in internal communications almost that entire time um, and have gotten to work, like I said, in, in the aviation customer service space and now I'm on the technology side. So it's very different, very different culture, very different organizational makeup. We are a team at Puppet of about 450 employees worldwide. So it looks a bit, a bit different um, you know, with this size of a team. Can you tell me a little bit more about the difference in terms of employee engagement? How do you approach this differently? You know, it doesn't necessarily look all that different due to size on the engagement front. That's a great question. It really has more to do with connecting with employees on their purpose and their, their value of what they do you know, at work every day. Obviously, it's where we spend the majority of our, of our waking hours. It's not all that different between the two companies. Tactically speaking, I would say that's where a lot of the difference lies is you know, at this company, most of us are sort of at our computer. So it looks a little bit... Um, different in the tactics in terms of how we reach employees, how we connect with employees, how we engage with folks. And then of course, over the last 20 months in the pandemic world, it looks a bit different too, making sure that we're supporting and nurturing boundaries that employees have and helping them maybe reset some of those boundaries since much of that disruption to their lives really had a lot to do, at least at Puppet, with the loss of boundaries um, it wasn't so much the switch to all remote for us. We were already almost 30% of our organization was already remote based. It was more so just all of the change that happened in people's lives and making sure that their work experience was still a respectful and special place to be where there was, where they were adding value, where they were bringing value and where they were realizing the, the longer term vision of the organization. And how do you think about employee engagement? Because you mentioned the word purpose. So is that about aligning employees to the company's purpose or is it finding the employee's purpose? Is it more about finding passion in your work or how do you think around that? Oh, I love that question. You worded it in such a, in such a, good, in such a good way because I think um, that's, you really nailed it. It's really both. Um, I think it's super important that employees 
arrive at a company or at a place in their career where they are seeking and pursuing their own purpose. They know what they want longer term. They're not, you know, they don't necessarily need to share all of that with their, with their manager or with their company. Um, so it's important that employees have that space to identify and understand that and, and grow what they're looking for longer term, but that as important, if not more importantly, in the, in the current day to day, that they are connected with and understand the company's purpose. So why are they here? Why are we here all together? What are we here for? And what are we able to collectively achieve? I think it contributes a lot to um, more meaningful and authentic teamwork. And it certainly does um, contribute to a, a meaningful um, experience behind employee engagement. You probably you know, say that a lot for a lot of employees. They're not thinking about employee engagement. They're worried about doing their job, um, meeting the needs of the customers, achieving or exceeding their goals so that they are earning their pay and maybe going home at the end of the day. They're not necessarily there for anything larger and that's okay. Um, so helping people understand where they can really bring that value efficiently and find success in their role. And then hopefully above and beyond that, helping one another achieve success too. So, you know, encouraging and, and growing the broader team experience through our individual actions day to day is also a part of that, that I think is um, an outcome of really strong engagement. And that's really, really meaningful too. And I think that's demonstrated over time as we're able to, to grow and improve employee engagement. Um, but that doesn't necessarily translate to every individual employee understanding what does employee engagement mean? We just want them to be able to achieve the outcome of employee engagement. And so we're helping them get there through the communication and the plan around that. And if I'm interpreting it correctly, I would assume this involves both top-down communication, but also gathering information kind of bottoms up. So uh, if that's right, how do you execute employee engagement? Feedback is integral. We're actually coming up on an annual employee engagement survey that we do at Puppet every year. Um, I would say that as far as I know, and in my experience, that's pretty typical to have an annual, you know, um, pretty meaty survey where we're identifying and giving all employees a chance to share feedback, weigh in on um, certain areas of timely, um, you know, interest or topics that are perhaps more time sensitive around the point in time where the business and the industry is at. Um, there's also, you know, a standard set of questions that we can benchmark year over year to see how we're improving and, and, and um, growing as a team. So that's one way that we are able to um, hear from employees. Of course, it's, it's confidential, this survey, and so that's an important component. Um, and it does give us, like I said, just a really um, robust data point that we can say year over year we're looking at and we're able to use that input to inform um, the overall program or decisions around, um, you know, company goals, um, decision making, and the employee experience and all the touch points associated with that. There's also feedback, you know, that's happening in a number of other places um, in an ongoing manner. So we have um, anecdotal feedback throughout the year. We're, we're hearing from leaders and employees alike just through conversations and how we're working 
um, together and, and just taking note of that. We also have pulse surveys that we do on a regular basis. And I think those are, those are invaluable, um, not just where I work now, but where I've worked in the past is being able to measure progress along the way. So one way that we're measuring progress toward um, second half of the year goals is to um, take a set, just a number of those key questions that we feel are really important to what we're working on right now. There's three specific questions and gauging employee feedback on those specific questions um, in a more frequent manner. So right now we're doing that monthly throughout the second half so that we can have just a sense of how we're progressing and where there might be um, risk of failure in, in really the work towards, towards our end goals. So that's another way where we're getting sort of a more holistic data set from you know, different functions and um, employees based in different geographies around the world. Um, and then we have exit surveys and stay interviews as well right now. Um, and those look different um, year to year. Those are, you know, reevaluated and um, examined for making sure that they're meaningful and that we're using the data in a meaningful way um, in our work. So that's an important piece. I think to go back to your original question about how we're executing the program and, and making good use of that data is, is, is like I said, just having that feedback loop so employees have a chance to provide, provide feedback along the way, I think that's critical. Um, and then the way that we're talking about it, communication is key. That's where my work is. That's where I spend all of my time is, is employee communications. So really making sure we're clear on um, what, we're, what we're here for, making sure that I'm involving stakeholders in different areas of the company that have sort of a stake in, in the ground for our company goals, that they're really connected and informed on that data, that they have a sense of what um, what has changed, what might be new or an area of risk based on, you know, new data sets, and then understanding how can we respond to that. You know, it doesn't really matter if we're not um, communicating. It doesn't really matter if we do a bunch of good work or implement, you know, a change or respond to that feedback in any way if we're not telling employees what we're doing. There's just no, it just totally misses the mark, right? So, making sure that we're creating um, that awareness across the company from the top down and then through existing channels that employees are already engaging with. And then the most impactful way that I see that making a difference is from managers with their teams. So that really close firsthand um, connection that people have with their leaders, be it their direct manager or their senior leader that they're hearing from on a regular basis, um, that they're really hearing how they are seeing changes, improvements um, in, in the day-to-day -day and how that relates back to their work. And then ultimately goes back to that cycle of, wow, okay, I'm seeing positive change or I'm seeing something, someone responding to my feedback. I said that, and this is how we're going to incorporate it. And wow, I'm really seeing a difference. And it doesn't happen overnight. It, it sometimes takes um, years. But if we're not talking about it and if we're not acknowledging that there is attention being given to the feedback, um, even if it can't be solved overnight, that's really a key starting point, no matter the area of, of feedback that we're looking at. So that's really critical. And then spending longer term um, investment, meaning time, energy, not even always money. It's really just the, 
the attention that's being given to that and being mindful of how we're incorporating that into daily conversations and then the more formalized communications that I mentioned earlier. And uh, can we uh, dig a little deeper into the internal communications? You have a lot of experience in that field. So maybe you can tell us what works better. Uh, what are the key trends there? What are you seeing? Uh, because internal communications can mean a lot of different things. So how do you collect the insights or information from the leaders? How do you communicate them to the managers? Then you mentioned the manager to the team. When you're a distributed team, how do you let the managers know what messages should be conveyed to the um, their subordinates? How does that work? One of the starting points in developing that um, reliability and, and the value in internal communications is helping people understand what are the reliable sources they can count on for finding information. So there's, there's sort of a baseline starting point that I've done when I'm creating um, you know, that internal communications discipline from, from scratch where it's non-existent um, and really building it from the ground up is helping to identify what, what channels, what, what um, tools do we have in place that we can say, we can plug in a reliable, consistent, easy to find, easy to understand communication um, that we can operationalize. So we can say, this is, this is gonna be something that we can sustain over time and hopefully grow, add more value to it. But I would say fundamental to that process is identifying what things, where are people already aware of and where can we help them um, know where to go so that they can easily find information even if they're not looking for it. Ideally, we want people to be so engaged that they're going and they're interested and they're looking at information and they're plugging in and they're reading the emails or they're um, joining the meeting, whatever it might be. Um, and that really only happens when there's engagement um, drawn out into the channels that we're building. So for example, um, you know, maybe an email newsletter is work is going to work for your company if email is a reliable communication tool that people know this is a company provided tool. I'm going to plug into my email. I'm there at my desk. Like, like I said, desk based, you know, teammates that they're at their computer. It's easy for them to get to it. They don't have any blockers in, in making the time or finding the way to get to that um, channel. And then it's engaging, you know, influencers, thought leaders within the company to participate um, in some capacity. So um, at Puppet, we do a lot of different things. We have a lot of different communication channels right now. And that has a lot to do with our global reach. We have employees in almost every time zone and in a lot of different functions and expertise um, areas. So they're, they're bringing a lot to the team but they are working, you know, many of our folks are working with customers day to day. They're working on solutions for customers. They're working on solving customers' problems. And then we have employees who are working primarily internally. They've got internal customers that they're working with and different sort of sets of stakeholders. So really making sure that we're providing value in every single communication that reaches them, information that they need and information that they want to have when they're um, working through their, their daily work. So really identifying those channels and putting in place, okay, I know every Monday when I get to work, I'm going to be able to find something here and just identifying that channel within, um, you know, a team or an organization. And like I said, in addition to those sort of, um, written or passive channels, you know, we always have our email, we have Slack, 
We have um, sort of landing pages of an internet-like solution. But um, one of the most valuable communication channels that I've seen over the course of my career and continue to see today in terms of um, the impact to employees is conversations, touch points with their direct manager. So to your point, making sure managers have what they need and know exactly what they need to say is absolutely essential to any sort of change communication or um, you know, need to know communication that we're working on as a team. So that, that same goes for the, for the leaders is putting into place reliable channels where they know they can go to and find information that they need at that moment in time. Um, so that looks different for us. We've evolved some of our manager communications over, over the last couple of years. The goal is really to simplify it. Um, they have a lot coming at them. They have a lot of work to do. And some of them have really large teams that do require different messaging within their own team. So they really have to look at something and say, okay, here's how I'm going to message it with this group. And what do I need to message you know, with this group, different function or even different geo. It often looks different because it's not simple. So that's really the challenge of internal communications is it's usually, it's usually not simple and helping to really translate and simplify um, how and where to find the information so leaders can take that and really have an efficient an easy um, impact with their team, whatever that looks like. So often it's a, an electronic format of here's the information, making it as clear and concise as possible. Here's what's expected of you as a leader. Here's exactly what we're asking you to do and by when, giving them really clear and simple parameters because like I said, they're juggling a lot. The whole goal is to not make this feel more challenging or have any roadblocks in their way or question marks so they can just run with it. Um, for example, if someone in Singapore needs to take this action, I may be asleep at that time. And so they don't necessarily have, nor should they need to wait for you know, their questions to be answered to be able to move forward with that communication. So that's an that's a, um, important part of the process for me is making sure it's so clear, so simple that any manager can run with it without having to take a second look or, or ask follow-up questions. We also do provide that outlet for them. We also provide you know, Slack chats for Q&A. We, we provide follow-up forums, follow-up channels for people to engage and ask questions because that's really important too. There are exceptions. There are situations where people need more clarity and sometimes they just need to vent. So making sure that that's available to them too and, and be able to have that conversation. And that usually helps inform a better process the next time around. Any trends that you're seeing, because you mentioned engaging uh, the key opinion, the leaders within the corporation, are you seeing any trends on how to do that effectively? Is it uh, video? Is it some kind of different outreach? How do you make create those connections and make them stronger, especially when you're completely distributed? KP, that's a great question. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. I have had a challenging year in, in terms of identifying consistent trends. So when I when I speak with um, my network, my peers outside of my company and, and talk with them about what challenges they're facing and what things you know, we're looking to discover might work well, what things are working better in this moment in time, um, I have, we've not landed on, on one simple solution or, hey, this is working great, let's do it. The trend that I'm seeing, the, the activity that I'm really working to address here and now 
is actually employee burnout and people just feeling overwhelmed. So I think those are two separate things. I don't want to conflate burnout with, um, with a, a less, you know, um, a lesser, a lesser evil, <laughs> but it is, it is real. And I'm seeing a lot of employees just so overwhelmed with the, um, just the uptick of personal and business communications that are coming their way um, electronically and via other channels that my goal is really to simplify and unite. So um, of course, we're always looking to streamline and, and gain efficiencies in our work, but then now it's really for the end user too, is looking at how can we simplify for you, the recipient, so that you know you're looking in one place and it's all there. And sometimes that means we're bringing together messages of, of various levels of, of gravity, you know, that isn't necessarily what I would always say to do, but if that makes it easier for an employee to find what they need in one place, then sometimes we're doing that. And that's, that's a bit of a change. Um, and then technically, yeah, video is a, is a great thing. I, I do think that that's, um, you know, short, easy communications where we can make it more personable and friendly. Um, that's always a fun win. We have more and more senior leaders connecting with their teams via video messages where they're taking their dogs out for a quick walk um, and sending a note to their team. And that just makes it a little bit more of that personal connection, which is which is always a great thing to say in age. Awesome. Thank you very much for taking the time and sharing these insights with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Great to speak with you. Thanks for listening to the Run Better podcast from Snackable Inspirations, where we talk to business leaders about employee engagement, experience, and motivation. For show notes and bonus content, visit snackableinspirations.com forward slash podcast. We'd love it if you would subscribe, like, and share the show with any friends and colleagues who are looking for fresh ideas on how to engage employees. Thanks and see you soon.